Greetings and welcome to the pod. My name is Mark West and I must apologize, it's been some time since I've put out a podcast and I really don't have a great excuse for it, but this one's pretty cool. Peter Bradley is a member of the Australian ice swimming team that recently competed at the World Ice Swimming Championships in France. She competed in the 1000 meters, 500 meters and 50 meters butterfly, bringing home a bronze medal in the 500 meters. Peter hails from Gilgandra, which is in central New South Wales and quite some distance from any coastline and does a lot of her training in dams. She's also completed the coveted Ice Mile at Threadbow. I started by asking Peter how someone from central New South Wales got into ice swimming. Yeah, I've got to ask that one a little bit lately, Mark. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, as, as you said, I grew up in um, central west New South Wales in a small village called Armatree, which... Um, it's about 100, 100 odd k's northwest of Dubbo. Um, we get a few frosts in winter, but forty plus in summer is quite common. Um, but yeah, I got into ice swimming. Um, really, there's a, a local guy in, in Armadale, Pete Hancock. Uh, he's I think you've had him on the show. So he was swimming out in the dam for, for many years now in winter, and we all thought he was a little bit crazy. And then in um, when COVID happened um, and the pools all closed. Um, we, it was around March, I think when, the, when the first lockdown was and we started to follow him out and the temperature started to drop and we thought, oh, this is pretty cool. We can, we can keep pushing ourselves. And, um, yeah, throughout 2020, um, I really got into it. I, I was actually not in Armadale during that time, um, when, when COVID hit, but, um, we, I really got into it at the end of 2020, 2021, got into open water swimming out in the dam generally so um the dam i'm talking about Jumeric dam um here in armadale which is i think it's just over a thousand meters um above sea level gets quite cool um started open water swimming out there really enjoyed it and then throughout 2021 2022 winters started um yeah swimming in in cold water and and really enjoying it have you always been a swimmer ever since you were little yeah, so I grew up um, doing all the, the classic Aussie kid swimming. So started with um, with swimming squad when I was around eight and um, I really enjoyed it. I actually swam even in my HSC year, swimming was and doing swimming squad and competing, um, you know, regional state, state level and weekend carnivals and things like that um, right through um, my high school years and then, I came to Armadale for university and um, found a found a squad here and have always swum basically um, throughout my whole life. So um, had a period of just doing it for fun and then obviously have found ice swimming. Yeah, so you're pretty good. You're probably underselling yourself a bit. So it sounds like you, uh, from what I understand anyway, just sort of randomly swum qualifying times in the dam without even particularly trying. Yeah, so uh, as I said, there was a group of us that were going out there quite regularly throughout the winters and we, um, on our some of our Sunday swims, we'd end up at a local brewery not far or on the way home from the dam and um, we were talking more and more about ice swimming and we all started to do a bit of research into um, what was out there and um, we, we, we've come across ISA, the International Ice Swimming Association, and obviously the Ice Mile being the, the epitome of 
you know, kind of the the, the bar you set yourself to to achieve in ice swimming. And uh, when we started to look at, you know, what you needed to do in ice mile, um, we found that, yeah, the qualifying qualifying times or qualifying distances and temperatures was something that we were doing on a Monday morning before work. We were out at the dam awesome. and it was seven degrees and we were swimming a mile. Yep. Um, so it's it kind of stemmed from there and we built momentum. And then, yeah, at the end of end of last, uh, in September in 2022, we, there was a group of us, um, we went through the process, did the qualifying swim and, and organised to, to head down to Threadbow Ponds to complete the ice mile. That's great, and that, but that's a significant difference. As I understand, swimming in seven degrees is obviously really hard and horrible, and I couldn't do it. But Threadbow was like two degrees, right, or three degrees? Yeah, I, I think my official official temperature for the mile was three and a half, but down one end it was, um, yeah, it was below three, and <laughs> um, at the high threes at the other end. So it, it was a fair difference, uh, absolutely. At, at that at that temperature, each degree makes such a difference, and. The, and that shows, like, even in the qualifying swim, so because it had got to September, um, the dam in here in Armidale is the coldest in about July, and we were doing qualifying swims at, you know, mid to end August, so the, the temp had got up. So we did a – our qualifying swim was a 3Ks at 9 degrees, yep. um, which is, you know, quite a, quite a distance um, for a qualifying swim for a mile, but the mile at 3.5 was, you know, significantly harder than 3Ks at 9 degrees. Um, where do you feel it in your arms? Like, I mean, I, I know the classic stories of things going numb and all the rest, but why is it harder? Where do you feel it? Um, I think it's, it, it is in your hand. My first place I noticed it in my hands and my feet. And immediately when you get in that, um, the ice cream headache, the, the brain freeze that you get, that's the, that's the immediate one that kind of settles down as, as you start swimming. I guess it's, it starts in your hands and your feet. And when we did the ice mile, I noticed, it was immediate. It wasn't something, you know, after the nine Ks, you started to feel it a fair way into your swim as things started to go numb. It was quite immediate in the water that you just didn't feel your hands for the entire swim. Um, but then you start to, and I was aware of it when I was doing the, my ice mile swim because I'd seen others go through it and what could actually happen to your body with ice swimming. And, and to me, that it actually highlights, you know, we've got lots of safety protocols in place with ice swimming but they need to be there because things can deteriorate really quickly when you get that, when your core really cools and, you know, it, you start to get cold blood to your brain and the, dis, you know, disorientation um, starting to take on water because you're, you can't control your mouth as well. So when you're breathing, taking on water um, and I, that was something I was really conscious and aware of doing the ice mile, having seen what can happen um, and going, is my body doing that? Where, where am I up to? How cold actually am I? I? I feel, I can't feel anything. I know I'm cold, but how cold am I? <laughs> I guess you've got to have a lot of trust in your team then to spot you if something goes wrong. That, that's right. And knowing, um, you know, we've, uh, within our team in Armidale, we had a couple of doctors um, that, that, you know, and them explaining the process and, and, and being so calm and cool and knowing that's what happens to the body, but also knowing, you know, they can identify that if there's, if should that arise. Yeah. And the world champs in France, that's, that, that, that's amazing. Were there a few of you from Armadale go over or, or just yourself? 
Um, look, I think they, I would have had a whole crew. There was um, some very excited athletes, but due to you know family commitments and that January period isn't isn't ideal for a lot a lot of people. So it was only only myself. There was three Aussies represent Australia. Um, there are two others actually. Um, they live in the UK, but um, very much Aussies Aussies at home, born and bred. So. Um, yeah, no one, no one else from Armadale, just just myself. And incredible results! Congratulations. So you swam in the the one k, the five hundred meters, and the fifty butterfly, which is not a usual pairing in 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 the normal in normal circumstances. What was the buzz like? How did it feel over there? That must have been something else. Oh, it was the most amazing experience. Um, the just the, the well, the first thing is is going there and you're going, oh, it's got an opening ceremony, and you know. It, it's very much representing your country, which is something crazy. I I I never never really thought of. Um, and then um, I guess the the first first thing was the people I met over there. Um, you know, we all get in cold water, and that's you know that that commonality is enough to bring people from all nationalities over. And I've made friends, you know, the other Aussies that live in the UK, but. Um, there, there were other swimmers that um, I met on the first day when we were lining up to do a warm up in the pool um really just get a feel for the for the water and and what the pool was like and met them on the first day and then we we cheered each other on um you know in our individual events from from other countries um and uh, you know we've been in regular contact since so so that was that was amazing and then um even just to experience you know um and have people watch back home and knowing that they were watching while I was in the water was was a pretty cool cool feeling oh it's amazing is there i mean there's a bit of a european circuit on the ice water ice ice swimming are you tempted to to pack up and uh, join i was it was very hard to get on a plane home knowing that there was you know that week there was something in morocco and then the following week there was something else somewhere you know somewhere else in europe i could have stayed many more weeks and done a few more competitions How do you train for it? I mean, I, I, I guess I understand that the distance and, and all that sort of thing, but how do you train uh, for the cold? Yeah, I think from from our ice mile attempt, the big thing for me was having good pool fitness anyway. So doing doing the, doing your sets, training hard in the pool, but that exposure to cold water, not in the sense of just being cold, but swimming in the cold, so turning your arms over. I don't think as a training technique that that is absolute number one, that repeatedly cold exposure, going through recovery, you know, three, four times a week, um, like we were with our, with our pool sets. That was number one. Um, the world champs was a bit of a, a bit of a difficult one being January, um, knowing that we, you know, we don't have cold water, it kind of got started to warm up again by end of September. Um, so what I was doing was, um, so where, where my office is at work, it's on the university campus here in Armadale. Um, so the sport UNE is literally just down the hill. Um, so that's the sporting complex at, at um, the University of New England. And um, I told them about what I was doing and they really kindly um, lent me um, their wheelie bin, their ice wheelie bin and the ice machine. So I was doing ice baths, um, but also trying to, knowing that we produce a lot more lactate in cold water, um, trying to replicate some lactate sessions in the pool to, to build that 
to build that, um, I guess, threshold um, that I, that you know you're going to be under when your body's um, racing in cold water. I can imagine that you might take a bit of a scientific approach to this, being a geneticist. There must be some good collaboration possibility with the, with the UNE sports scientists. Uh, yeah, I, they haven't had the chance to study me yet, but um, <laughs> they, they certainly could. Um, and like I, like I said, um, you know, the, all of us that did Nice Mile were, were a science, you know, Pete Hancock and myself are, you know, science-based science um, jobs and and then a couple of um, doctors who, you know, they um, one of them's an anaesthetist and um, he he took the approach of what do we do when you know someone's going under anaesthetic and the cooling reaction that happens to the body what do we what do we do to prevent that and applied that science to preparing for a cold water swim let's let's build our core thermal mass up we don't want to be expending energy sweating so we kind of applied a lot of that science um, science to what we're doing which was which was pretty cool that's pretty interesting I remember Pete talking about because he was a freshwater ecologist or, or something like that, being yes. able to go swimming and, you know, basically as part of his job. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't know whether farm yard genetics gets you swimming much. I don't know. No, unfortunately not, but I uh, <laughs> get to go to some cool places and swim in some cool pools and open water, which yeah. is good. And so what's next, do you think? Like what, uh, what have you set your sights on? Um. I've got a few got a few things um, in mind. I, I think I'd like to like to keep challenging myself in the ice water. So, looking for opportunities to do that um, either here in Australia or or the New Zealand crew. They took a really strong team to over to France to the World Champs, um, and they also had their own domestic competition. So that one um, that one certainly one I've, I've flagged as as something I'd be interested in. Um, working on growing the sport of ice swimming in Australia, we've um, we've got quite a few ice milers. We've got, I think, out of the countries, we've got the fifth most ice milers. But we actually had a very very small delegation um, over at the World Champs. Um, so there's good opportunity to create domestic events like New Zealand has and attracts you know attract people not just domestically but um, that would travel for it. So I think there's good opportunity to explore options of where we can do that in Australia. We're somewhat limited geographically um and and how cold water gets and guaranteed cold water at certain times of the year um but also um one of the guys that really encouraged me to take um the leap to to go to the world championships was brendan cullen um i think you might have had him on the on the podcast as well um who's who did a english channel swim last year which was which was incredible um and he said you know take the opportunity and we're, we're just exploring options now of um of a relay team over there um, within the next twelve months, so um, that's underway, and um, we'll see where that where that goes. That's that's fantastic. I mean, it's not it's not that's a real crew coming out of the desert, going to yeah. going to swim in the ocean. It's, it's I mean that in itself is really interesting. Do you get to the coast very often to to swim in the ocean? Um, but not as much as I'd like, I think. Um, Armadale is, we're, we're quite lucky. We're only uh, probably a couple of hours from, from Coffs Harbour's, our nearest coastal point. Okay. Um, but done a couple of ocean swims, but certainly don't get, get there as much as I, I would like. That's for sure. Do you have, uh, you've talked about, you know, the idea of setting up domestic, um, league or something like that. Do you have, what would be the, the glorious goal? What, what would be on the bucket list of things to do? Um, if I had, yeah, like uh, I think that, you know, the, the 
the gold standard of what it could possibly look like would be a yeah certainly a, a national championships of some some sort um pool or open water depending what's available but um yeah look really keen um to, to continue to grow the support the grow the sport I think it's um certainly not for everyone um and that that's totally okay but for those that are interested or um, want to take that next that next step or are there either people that like cold water that might take up swimming or swimmers that might think they like cold water I think that's the two ways you can come to the sport I was I was the latter um that's probably uh yeah um something that I think would be really cool to have here in Australia you certainly do read a lot about um people that kind of use cold water for for meditation or for mindfulness or or for, for that sort of thing is that what was it like at the world champs were there many people that that came to it from that angle or were they mostly swimmers a real mix real mix um and there was some particularly um well in in the long course but you know also some of the short course things that are really typical typical swimmers like that they're these guys are are pros at, at masters level doing that shorter distance sprint sprint stuff um so there's there's a lot of that, but there's also people that have come to swimming later in life um, that were never swimmers as as kids, like I was growing up. And I think that's the real real beauty of the sport um, that it's you know it's actually challenging on a on a couple of levels. Um, you know, particularly for the distance events when it comes to that that tolerance and being able to withstand what what's going on with your body. And um, yeah, so I think that the mix is actually what makes ice swimming a really cool sport. And it's actually something I noticed looking at the results is there's a real wide range of ages. So you, you, yeah. would, you would have been on the younger end, I imagine. Yeah, in the the certainly the age group I was in, the 25 to 29 is um, really competitive. Like the world record holder uh, in the thousand and the five hundred um, from Germany, she's she's in that age group. Um, so it's a really you know people hitting hitting their straps um, then. And but yeah, it was really amazing. Um, Ellery, one of the other Australians, she's she was competing in the 70, um, she's 76. So that was incredible. Um, she did really well. She's got world records for her age, her age group. And to chat to her about her experiences, um, and you know, she she's a fanatic. She she's been to the the, the winter swimming championships just recently with great results as well. So um it, yeah, fantastic to meet to meet her. And Nick Hungerford was the other Aussie over there and um he, he, he's one of those guys that have come to swimming later in life, um, but did really well again within within his respective age group. So that longevity of the sport um, is is really cool, and there's those those um, options to to grow with, like within your age group and be competitive within within you know within people um, within the similar yeah similar age is yeah. very cool. And I certainly noticed women were more often than not as up there with the men. Yeah, I think there's um, again being putting my science brain on. I think there's probably a there's probably a physiological component of it. You know, we, women do naturally have higher higher body fat percentages, and I think that certainly does does help in in some components. Um, world records are as you expect. You know, similar to what we see in, in normal pool swimming. But uh, look, I think there's there's something I um, maybe don't feel the cold quite as much as some of my male counterparts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know. I mean. Possibly. So yeah, just, I guess that means you have to continually eat. Your training oh, must, must involve a lot of eating. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it was something I was conscious of, particularly training, um, training for world champs when I ramped it up. Um, I, when I was training hard, you know, you're doing, I was doing five, up to 5K a day, 20 plus K a week, 
plus a bit of you know other other stuff in between a bit of other sport and walking and that kind of thing um yeah I did did drop a kilo or two and I realized that probably wasn't the wisest thing um to do unfortunately as you know as much as everyone you probably would like to um so it was I was calorie counting for the wrong reasons I was calorie counting to try and exactly match output and input um to 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 maintain body weight um which yeah I I think that that certainly helped um helped over there that's for sure I actually meant to ask you earlier I'm sorry so how do you compare the 50 fly to the the 100 uh, to the 1k very different races very different races and if I had my time again I realized coming from growing up as a swimmer I was I did a bit of butterfly but as I've got older um I relish the 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 long distance events now um you know I'm, I'm not a sprinter anymore by any means um don't mind still don't mind a bit of butterfly but um it is very very different um you're not in the water it's a splash and dash and after doing the longer distance ones um it was i couldn't believe how quickly it was over um but doing that in cold water was um was hard um you know butterflying not getting a mouthful of water or when you did it was really cold um yeah, it was that was harder, and um, I certainly admire the sprinters being able to do the times that they do in cold water. That's that's pretty incredible. But um, for me, I'm I'm a long distance distance swimmer, and um, I, I think that's I'd set my training to the longer events. The fifty fly was kind of oh, I used to butterfly as a kid. It'll be a bit of fun, um, bit of fun to do. So um, look, I think I'd probably add the two fifty free to my mix. Um, would I do it again? Yeah. Does, when you go down to the UNE pool, does it feel like a bath? Like, does oh, it feel yeah. really gross? <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all the pools feel um, feel pretty warm now. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's amazing. It's such a great story. And, I mean, we, we haven't talked it up. You got a bronze medal as well. Yeah. Um, uh, so I um, was really happy with my – look, I exceeded my expectations with times. I kind of set goals. Um and my coach, um, our coach here in Armadale, James Hardwood from High, High Country Swimming, he, um, he's he been phenomenal with my training or well, with picking me up. You know, he found me at the Sport UNE pool when I was a uni student just doing a few laps and said, hey, come and join. We've got an adult squad, you know, and he really kept my interest in swimming going, I think, in my eight or so years here in Armadale. And um he was really good and we sat, you know, we worked out which events and some times and, and our training program. So, yeah, really targeted those those longer distance events. That's that's for sure. How do you set a time? Like you, you said that uh, you're happy with your times. How do you know what time you're going to swim when you can't swim a 1,000 metres in less than five degrees very often? Yeah, so it was a little bit of mass. I probably... Because um, you had to put in a qualifying time so that you could go into your heats. And um, the qualifying times, I worked out from my ice mile in, we had splits from my ice mile in September. Um, and then we worked out where I was at different Ks, roughly, you know, splits per 100 metres. Um, and then took a bit of time off that because obviously not going for a mile, going for a kilometre. So I kind of had some rough times in my mind. But the biggest thing for me in France was actually, realizing I'd never raced in cold water. I'd swum in cold water and the, the mile I was kind of, it's com- about completing it. It's not so much about your time. Obviously you want to get out of the water quicker, but trying to get in that rhythm that you're comfortable, you can sustain. Whereas racing in cold water was totally different. Um, totally different experience in my body. I noticed it in my lungs. Thank you very much 
to Peter Bradley for taking so much time to chat to me about ice swimming, the World Ice Swimming Championships in France, and open water swimming in general. We actually recorded a little bit more than that, but being the consummate professional I am, my recorder ran out of space, so we lost a little bit at the end, and I'm really sorry about that. If you'd like any more information on Peter's exploits, then get over to the website at www.thepodpodcast.net. That's www.thepodpodcast.net. Thanks again to Peter, and thanks for listening in. I'll catch you next time, hopefully not too far away this time, on the pod. Thank you.